0: On today's federal newscast, a bit of backlash against the White House's idea to combine federal employees sick and leave time. The idea of a U.S. Space Force may be done before it even gets going. And the Pentagon authorizes up to $1 billion to help build a wall on the U.S. southern border. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. To today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm your host, Eric White. A proposal designed to consolidate federal employees' leave and sick time is drawing criticism from federal employee unions. The Trump administration slipped the recommendation into its 2020 budget request. It wants to combine federal employees' annual and sick leave into one paid time-off category. But National Federation of Federal Employees President Randy Irwin questions whether there's a fiscal case for the leave proposal and says the White House should, quote, keep its hands off federal employee leave the national association of letter carriers is pushing back against the white house postal task force's recommendations and alc chief of staff jim somber says they amount to quote a shot in the dark and he instead wants the task force to instead prioritize fixing a 2006 mandate to prefund postal retiree health benefits somber says the postal service currently has 50 billion dollars set aside in that fund enough to last 15 years into the future Among other issues, the Postal Service may want to update how it maintains its big rig trucks. A report from the agency's inspector general finds USPS's system for monitoring the tire usage and failures for its bigger vehicles has some serious flaws. For one thing, the solution for enterprise asset management system it uses only lets mechanics enter information for four tires when most of the 7 to 11 ton vehicles have up to 10 tires. The IG recommends either updating the SEAM system or finding a new one altogether. A return to normalcy for Thrift Savings Plan participants. With the government shutdown ending, the Federal Retirement Thrift Investment Board says hardship withdrawals are down 44% in March over the previous month. The board says it had nearly 13,000 hardship withdrawals open in February. That's compared to 7,200 this month. Participation among active-duty military members is climbing as well. A record high 61% of active-duty members are participating in the TSP. It may be tough for the Defense Department's Space Force to get off the ground. House Armed Services Committee Chairman Adam Smith says he'll be looking into other legislative options for it. Smith says his concerns revolve around the size of the force, which is proposed to be about 16,000 people. Smith also says he is concerned about the proposal's request to waive civil service rules, pay rates, and merit-based hiring. Up to $1 billion from the Pentagon is now available to help support the Homeland Security Department's drug enforcement efforts at the southern border. Acting Defense Secretary Patrick Shanahan authorizes the commander of the Army Corps of Engineers to use the money partly for a 57-mile, 18-foot-tall fence along the border. DOD spent $4 billion on other transaction agreements in 2018. According to new analysis from Bloomberg government, that's up from $2.1 billion in 2017. Nearly half of the money spent went directly to traditional defense and IT contractors. Other transaction agreements are supposed to be for smaller companies. The Pentagon plans to ask Congress for supplemental funding to recover from a tough year of storm damage on several of its bases. Federal News Network's Jared Servu has details. DOD already requested $3.6 billion in funding for storm relief as part of its 2020 budget. These funds would be above and beyond that amount. According to a memo from Acting Defense Secretary Patrick Shanahan, obtained by Defense News, the Pentagon estimates the total recovery cost at about $9 billion. The money would be put partly toward rebuilding from hurricanes that hit Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, and Tyndall. Air Force Base in Florida last year. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Following the crashes of two Boeing 737 MAX aircraft, the Transportation Department is forming a special committee to review just how the Federal Aviation Administration certified the design. The committee will include former head of U.S. Transportation Command, Air Force General Darren McDew, along with former president of the Airline Pilots Association, Captain Lee Moak. Two more vendors under the $50 billion Enterprise Infrastructure Solutions contract passed the last remaining test to begin offering services. Agencies now have three vendors to choose from, with Verizon and AT&T joining CenturyLink in receiving their authority to operate from GSA by meeting the security requirements under EIS. The vendors can accept and process telecommunications and IT modernization task orders or service orders, provision or delivery services, and bill for services. Federal payroll processing may be ready for another consolidation. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller with more.
1: Over the last few months, the Trump administration has been signaling in several ways that there'll be major changes in the way the government processes payroll. It started with awards to two teams of vendors to provide payroll modernization services. And now GSA released a draft request for information last week, seeking details on how to modernize payroll processing for as many as 300,000 federal customers. Additionally, sources confirmed to Federal News Network that OMB in the next month or so will issue a new memo that lays out a shared services strategy. I'm Jason Miller.
0: And 10 former lawmakers and more than three dozen advocacy groups want congressional appropriators to give their own branch more funding. Roll Call reports the authors are warning that if Congress does not invest more in the legislative branch now, it will likely become incapable of serving as a co-equal branch of government in the future. The groups, including the Congressional Management Foundation, the Government Affairs Institute at Georgetown University, and the R Street Institute, point out major challenges facing Congress that threaten to strain existing resources beyond the breaking point. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White.